Court starts now. Test. I'm still driving, I ain't slowing down 
There's rules I'd love to break and bend Mistakes I've made again and again But I tell you this, my friends, I'm still around I hit it hard, man So far, man No laying up, no holding back And a good Friday morning St. Louis at all parts, northeast, south, and west. We welcome you in. This is the Monster Energy Drink, Window World, stl-cars.com, King's Court, right here on kevinslaytonshow.com, where you come to get the live version of the show every day, Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. Don't forget the uh, podcast is right here on the website. It's also on Amazon, Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor, and the rest. So we're happy that you're along for the ride on this Friday. Friday is the day the Lord created, of course. Monday, the day the liberals created. That's why we detest it so much. And, you know, I'm starting to think this morning, we just have to match hate with hate here. These people detest us. They detest Christians. They hate everybody. There's not anyone the liberals enjoy other than their own pathetic, miserable, sick selves. And they are all of those things. And we'll get into some more of it. But I was, I've was i been reading, I, I tend to bounce around reading book from book. Um, a year or so ago, maybe two years ago now, my son gave me Triggered for Christmas, uh, Don Jr.'s book. And so I was reading that and I was engrossed in that. But then I got Jared Kushner's book and I started reading that. And I finished that. And now I'm back to Triggered. And I was reading uh, yesterday on Election Day 2016 when... Don Jr., or excuse me, uh, 2020, when Don Jr. went to vote, he took three of his kids with him early morning, and as he was walking into the polling place, he was called every vile name in the book by these liberal freaks that were outside in front of his children. This is the kind of people that the left produces. They're mentally deranged people. What they deserved would have been an ass-kicking for the ages. And I'm sure had his children not been there, that might have happened. But that's what these punks deserve. Because once I've, I've, I've experienced this in my lifetime. Once an ass-kicking is administered, that crap stops real fast. But until then, these cowardly, liberal, gutless bastards are all tough guys. But once they get a good ass kicking, they're not so tough anymore. And that's the way this country was formed. Every every guy growing up in my time either got his ass kicked or kicked somebody's ass. Damn near everybody. I know I got my ass kicked once, but only once. <laughs> but I did. And guess what? I, I was quick to, to be careful. Just because a guy wasn't as big doesn't mean he couldn't kick your ass. And my mom's answer to that, I think I've told this story before, was I told her the next day as I was getting ready for school that my face hurt. She said, well, that's what you get for getting into a fight. She had no sympathy for me, and she shouldn't have. But that's what these people need. And and, and yelling and vile names, cursing in front of children, can it get worse than that? Other than child sex trafficking, that's about as bad as you can be. 
And not one person on the left would ever speak out against it because they encourage it. They demonstrate it, as they did yesterday. Other than vile, vile words, curse words, they said everything in the book at Robert Kennedy Jr. yesterday. Called him every vile name you can call him without profanity. And they were teetering on the edge of that. Hakeem Jeffries descended into the ghetto, I guess. I guess he got some hood stuff that he brought with him into Congress. I don't know where, what other kind of language this was. Who the hell knows? That guy is mentally deranged and illiterate. He has the IQ of a vegetable. He is really one of the dumbest people in Congress. And, of course, why is he their minority leader? Because he's black. No other reason. Why is this Plaskett the minority uh, ranking member in the uh, House Judiciary Committee? Because she's black. She doesn't even have a vote. She's from the Virgin Islands. She She doesn't even get to vote on legislation. But she's their ranking member because she's black. You want to you follow the erosion of this country into decadence? It's because liberals reward people based on skin color and sex. That's it. You don't have to be qualified for anything if you're a liberal. You just have to be the right color and the right sex. And nowadays, the right sex is anything from man or woman to 75 other things that they've made up. And they've made them all up. Remember how the Women's World Cup team was bitching and moaning, Megan Rapinoe especially, about equal pay with the men? And so, of course, the U.S. Soccer Federation, like cowards that they are, they caved in. Even though the women's soccer team doesn't produce the money the men's does, the women's soccer in general doesn't produce the kind of revenue that men's soccer does. Not even close. Not even close. And so now here comes the World Cup, and we've got, Women's soccer down in New Zealand or wherever New Zealand is. <laughs> I've lost my, my geography isn't good anymore. And they're begging FIFA, one of the most corrupt operations in American history or international history, is begging people in New Zealand to buy tickets for the women's games. Nobody's going. It's only been going on for a day. New Zealand, we want you. We need you, said FIFA president Infantino during a news conference. It's never too late to do the right thing. Come to watch the matches. This is how the left always talks. Do the right thing. In other words, the thing we want you to do. Come to watch the matches. We need full stadiums to warm us all up. What are you, some kind of a weirdo? Do the right thing. When is When did going to a sporting event translate into doing the right thing? <laughs> And the FIFA Secretary General, Fatma Samora, said, we still have tickets available for some matches, so my only plea is don't wait until the last moment. It sounds like you've got a lot of tickets for all the matches left. And as they point out in the, in the article in the United States, the women's soccer team has alienated many fans with all of their social justice and liberal political rants. So no one cares about women's soccer anymore. The only reason women, uh, people cared is because the women's soccer team was winning and they were Americans. They were, they were viewed as patriotic. And then they became Megan Rapinoe's team and they became the enemy. They stepped on the flag. They mouthed off. They didn't just play soccer. They thought they were important. They're not. 
They play Vietnam tonight. It's the only time in my life I've ever rooted for the Vietnamese. <laughs> but, but, but it would be fun. I mean, the United States team is favored by six goals tonight. In soccer, that would be that. Would, in football, that would translate into being favored by a hundred points, or in baseball by twenty runs. Those things don't happen. The Vietnamese obviously don't have a very good soccer program, so the United States will win tonight's game, probably going away. But you wonder how many fans will be there. Apparently, nobody. So women's soccer failing once again to produce the revenues that they wish they could produce. But it doesn't stop them from complaining about not getting equal pay. And the, and the governing bodies that cave in, again, you deserve exactly what you get. The disgrace we witnessed yesterday with the Bobby Kennedy hearing, you're going to, you, you just, if you didn't see any of it, hold tightly to your coffee this morning because we're going to play a lot of it for you. But it is really sickening stuff. I don't know what word I would use obnoxious, rude vile, disgusting, all of those adjectives describe the liberals in Congress yesterday. By the way, Bobby Kennedy Jr. is one of their own. He's a Democrat, but he's an actual Democrat, you see. He's an old-time Democrat. He's not these freaks, and so they hate him because he doesn't espouse all of these psychopathic ideologies that they do. So they hate him. They want to kill him. They want to destroy him. They literally do want to kill him. I wish he was dead. That's how liberals are. And the kind of rude and obnoxious behavior, again, it deserves an ass-whipping. That's what it deserves. They've, they've simply ruined everything in American life. What have they not tried to inject themselves into with their political ideologies? The schools, medicine, business, journalism, the military, entertainment, sports, they're everywhere. And they've succeeded in ruining just about all of those things. As our director of research says, she wouldn't watch those brats if they were playing soccer in her own backyard. I think a lot of people feel the same way. I do. But in order to get through our Friday, because we're at the end of the week, and the humidity in St. Louis yesterday was so thick, you literally could cut it with a knife. When you walked into different buildings, if they had glass doors or glass windows, you couldn't even see inside. So the the condensation was so thick from the humidity. So we need that extra boost. We need a push. We need a punch of energy into the gut, and that's what we get with Monster Energy Drink. Unleash the beast with Monster Energy Drink. It's not just a drink. It's a lifestyle in a can. Get that extra boost on the golf course today, that extra focus in your meetings today for business. That extra oomph on a sales call. Monster Energy Drink will give that to you. Don't leave the home without a can of Monster Energy Drink every day. And if you're on the golf course, take at least two with you. Because you're going to need it. Nothing can revive you like that. Have your pursuit of victory be your number one goal. Be your best every day. And Monster Energy Drink can help you do that. Unleash that beast with Monster Energy Drink. Our phone lines are always open. 636-348-4460, 348-4460. I've been watching uh, since I woke up this morning the gentleman's game, golf, the 151st British Open. They now just call it the Open. But uh, it is so much fun to watch. I love Lynx golf. I love watching them try to combat the wind and what they think later on will be the rain. 
They play all the elements. They use all of their clubs. In the United States, on the golf courses here, they just use driver wedge and then their putter. Technology has ruined golf just like it's ruined tennis, but when you go over to Scotland and England and play and Ireland and play those links courses, you got to use every club in the bag. It's fun to watch. It's really fun to see a guy get in one of those pot bunkers and have to hit out backwards or sideways. It's incredible stuff to watch. And the the dynamic people that design these courses make sure the terrain feeds those pot bunkers. So if you don't hit the ball in the proper place, it will roll and it will eventually catch the downslope and roll right into one of those bunkers. They're vicious people, the designers of Lynx golf courses. But it is fun to watch, and I get a charge out of it. And it goes on for today and tomorrow and Sunday. So if you like golf, uh, that's the place to go. The British Open, the home of golf, the old course in Scotland. That's where they had the British Open last year. But not this year. See where Tucker referred to Dr. Jill as small-minded and dumb? He's listening to our show. I swear he is. I really believe he is. I think a lot of them are. They take what we have and they use it on their shows. Well, we mentioned the RFK Jr. hearings and the way he was treated yesterday was in, was typical of the Democrats. Remember when William Barr went in front of Congress a couple of years ago when he was Attorney General? And I said at the time, I think finally they've now pushed this traitor against them because he was a traitor to Trump. I knew he would be because he was from the Bush camp. But after the way he was treated by Congress in a hearing where they con- Continually interrupted him. Their whole strategy was, don't let him say two words. The moment he starts talking, starts screaming, I reclaim my time. Please tell the witness it's not his time to talk. They wouldn't let him answer a simple question. They pulled the same stunt yesterday with Robert Kennedy Jr. Now, he should have seen it coming. He should have known it was coming. I mean, he's a seasoned politician. He's been around this his whole life, as has his family. So he he should know what his former party is like. He's not a Democrat. They've essentially booted him out. And when he talks about nostalgically how his uncle and his father fought for these types of rights for people, censorship should be appalling to everyone. He's not talking to Democrats anymore. He was talking to a, a band of psychopaths who've hijacked the country with their culture change, their indoctrinations of young people. The youngest, the younger generation that's in schools today are to be feared more than any generation in American history because they're lunatics. They are dangerous because they're intellectually lazy. They're stupid. They don't want to be educated. They just want to scream and yell and burn things down. And for what reason? They're not protesting the Vietnam War. They have no reason. They've just been taught to be psychopathic little bitches, and so that's what they do. And if they don't get their way, they scream, they yell, they destroy. They resort to violence immediately. Isn't it odd that the Jason Aldean song, Try Try That in a Small Town, has become such a vigorous rallying point for these nutcase liberals. Keep in mind the song came out and was released in May. It's the end of July, and they've just discovered it because someone started yelling, racist, 
lynching. So the song, which is about the reaction to the protest after George Floyd, basically saying, if you come to a small town and you pull that stunt where you're spitting at cops, you're overturning cars, setting them on fire, burning down buildings, we're going to defend our property. We're going to defend our way of life. So it's a good piece of advice to stay away. That's what the song's about. So the message from the liberals is, go ahead and riot, go ahead and burn police cars, spit at cops, overturn cars, burn businesses down, murder people. That's all okay. But if you write a song about it, oh my God, stop the presses. The actual acts of violence are fine with the liberals, justified in fact, but writing a song about it? Oh, no, I'm sorry, that can't be. You're a redneck racist. That's what you are. I got news for you. When this war breaks out, this civil war, which will break out, you better hope that people from the rural towns are behind you because they're the ones sitting up in the trees with their crosshairs trained on the enemy, and they don't miss. So this uh, Winch Plaskett, She's black. She's from the Virgin Islands. And um, she is the ranking member, if you can believe that, Stacy Plaskett. She's, again, a non-voting delegate in the House. She can't even vote. But the Democrats decided that she would be the ranking member. Now, why do you suppose that is? Because she's black and she's a woman. So she gets up there to give their opening remarks yesterday. And then Robert F. Kennedy begins to talk, and she's so rude and ignorant, the obnoxiousness on her part set the tone for the day we knew what we were in for. I know that witnesses usually have five minutes. I see ten minutes on the board. Is it going to be ten minutes? And if you want to cut him off and censor him some more, you're welcome to do it. Oh, that's not my job. That's that's your job. Why don't you threaten a witness so that they can Mr. not want to be a witness? Kennedy. Cleveland Clinic Reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. You did not you, reference Reclaiming my time. Published in USC Medical, which is one the time is mine. I'm reclaiming it. Please ask the witness to stop talking. You asked me a question. Do not censor the witness. I'm not censoring the witness. Yeah. I'm not censoring the witness. He's still talking. It is the truncated version of a larger state. No, I understand. You, you issued a, a clarification. Where I was describing. I understand. Hold on. I just I had a simple question. They're now going on. I'm reclaiming my time. They're just bastards, aren't they? That Washerman Schultz is just a disgusting wench. They're the lowest form of human life that was ever created on this earth, liberals. They sicken you. They make you angry. They are going to cause a civil war, and I think they want one. And maybe Jason Aldean's next music video should be one of him shooting Obama. Remember, Snoop Dogg did one shooting Trump, and that was perfectly fine with the left. No argument there. That was art. What do you think would happen if Jason Aldean did one shooting Obama? These ignorant, rude, obnoxious SOBs are a disgrace to America. They further disgraced themselves yesterday. How anyone could claim to be a member of that party, that is not the Democrat Party, that's the Liberal Party. How you could support that kind of people, those that kind of behavior. You better look yourself in the mirror if you do, because you're just like that. You're probably sitting there thinking to yourself, you Obama and Biden supporters, 
wow, these people sound like obnoxious pricks. Well, you're one of them if you voted for them. And they are obnoxious pricks. That's exactly what they are. They all think they're tough guys. They're not. Wasserman Schultz especially is ignorant. Mr. Chairman, we respectfully requested that you rescind Mr. Kennedy's invitation to be appear here due to his repeated and very recent statements that spread dangerous anti-Semitic and anti-Asian conspiracy theories. And his reckless rhetoric helped fuel anti-Semitic incidents. So now I'm subject to this new form of censorship, which is called targeted propaganda, where people apply pejoratives, anti-Semitism, racism. These are are the most appalling disgusting pejoratives and they're applied to me to silence me she was trying to censor a censorship meeting a censorship hearing she wanted to censor Kennedy again at a censorship hearing this hearing was designed to explore the censorship that the liberals have created through social media and other media and they wanted to censor Robert Kennedy Jr. at a censorship hearing you can't make this up. They didn't want him to be there. 160 or so of them signed a paper asking him not to be able to testify in front of Congress. I mean, the sickness is, is incredible. The level of obstinance is unbelievable. RFK responded to Wasserman. You're misstating. No, 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 no. Uh, you I, are. Quoted, I quoted what you said earlier, and it, it is directly what you said. So just ask uh, me. No, yes I, was, I was describing an NIH-funded study. No, 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 you didn't cite I was I was describing an NIH-funded study by Cleveland Clinic Reclaiming scientists. Reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. You did not you, reference. Reclaiming my time. Published in USC Mr. Medical, which is one of... Mine? The time is mine. I'm reclaiming it. Please ask the witness to stop talking. You asked me a question. Reclaiming. I, let me allow me to ask my question, Mr. Chairman. I'd like about ten uh, seconds the back. Time, the time you are slandering me incorrectly. Carpe diem, Robert Kennedy Jr. This Congress is so infected with bullshit. First of all, they need to change their rule. If their rule is that some hack like Wasserman Schultz can scream and yell, "I'm reclaiming my time all day." What's the point of having hearings? Change the rule. The time belongs to the witness once you've asked a question. While you're asking a question, or as the liberals do, making political speeches, fine, that's, they get their five minutes. But when you, once you ask a question, the witness can answer the question. And I fault Jordan for that. Tell her to shut her big mouth and shove it up her ass and go back to Florida if she doesn't like it. These people sicken me. And RFK recognized they're trying to censor a censorship hearing. This is an attempt to censor a censorship hearing. The, the, the charges in this, and, and by the way, censorship is antithetical to our party. It was, it was appalling to my father, to my uncle, to FDR, to Harry Truman, to Thomas Jefferson. We have to stop trying to destroy each other, to marginalize, to vilify, to gaslight each other. We have to find that place inside of ourselves of light, of empathy, of compassion. They don't like that. (laughs) They don't like what he just said. There is not a liberal on this earth that wants to have a conversation. 
They want to tell you what you think. How about the way she was telling him? He said, I was referring to a report. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. She's telling him what he thinks and what he was saying. But this is what they are. I don't even regard them as human. I really don't. They're not even human beings. And if they are, if they can qualify as a human being, they're the most despicable form of humanity on this earth. And we're allowing them to take over this country and this culture. It's got to stop. I hope the Jason Aldean uh, anthem is going to start to stop them. And all Robert Kennedy wanted to do was have a conversation. That's all he wanted to do. He came to Congress to talk about and testify at the invitation of Jim Jordan's committee to talk about censorship and how he was censored and tell his story. There were other witnesses there, too, but none of them were badgered like he was. We need to be talking to each other. This is a letter that many of you signed. Many of my fellow Democrats, I've spent my life in this party. I've devoted my life to the values of this party. There's 102 people sign this. This itself is evidence of the problem that this hearing was convened to address. This is an attempt to censor a censorship hearing. We need to be able to talk. And, and the First Amendment was not written for easy speech. It was written for the speech that nobody likes you for. That is the most perfect description of the Freedom of Speech Bill of Rights uh, Amendment to the Constitution. It wasn't written for easy speech that you agree with. It was written for speech that you abhor. Patrick Henry said it best. I may vehemently disagree with what you say, but I'll defend to my death your right to say it. But not these people. If Robert Kennedy thinks that the COVID virus was targeted to whites and blacks and that Jews and, and Asians were somewhat exempt from it and that it was programmed biologically that way, who cares? I can agree with him or disagree with him. Based on what he said, I want to see his evidence. I know he was referring to a report. I want to see that report and who did it. But I'm interested in it because that's a hell of a charge. And if that's true, the Chinese and the American co-conspirators, meaning the liberals, Fauci, and the media, all have some splaining to do. If it's not true, then let's expose it as not true. But to try to stop him from saying it, or to try to stop him from speaking and saying anything else because he said that, who are you? This is the arrogance of the liberals. Who are you to determine what somebody can and can't say? Who do you people think you are? You're psychopaths. That's what you are. But you're so brazenly arrogant. It's incredible how arrogant they are. And lie? My God, they lie. Here's more of it. Every statement that you just made about me is inaccurate. At one point you say I'm anti-vax and that's a bad thing. The other thing, the other moment you point out that all my children are vax. I took flu vaccines for 20 years straight. I have never been an anti-vax. These are defamations and malignancies that are used to censor me to prevent people from listening to the actual things that I'm saying. 100% spot on. Carpe quadruple D and Robert Kennedy Jr., 
He, they, they claimed in this hearing yesterday, without any evidence, of course, at all, that he's anti-vax, and that the evidence of that is that his children are vaccinated, and that guests at a party at his house had to be vaccinated. He, as he tried to explain it to them, but of course they don't want to hear it. His children are not vaccinated against COVID. They have all of the childhood vaccinations that we all got when we were children. He's not vaccinated against COVID. His wife's not vaccinated against COVID. His wife had a party of some of her Hollywood friends. She's an actress. And she sent out invitations to that party. And in the invitations, apparently, she asked them to get vaccinated. I don't know what against, if it was COVID or not. But he had nothing to do with it. And yet, he can't say that. He can't explain that his children have been not have not been vaccinated against COVID and that the only vaccine that he's against is and he's not even against that is the COVID vax. He's against administering it without the proper testing. Just like we test every other drug and every other vaccine. That's what he wanted done. Never has the man been anti-vax. Never. He just told you he's had the flu vaccine 20 years running. I haven't had it. I'll never have it. I think it's stupid. I'm not against vaccines. And here's the other part of it. I don't care what you do. Do what you want. Get vaccinated 100 times for all I give a damn. I couldn't care less because you know why? It's none of my business what you do. And it's none of your business what I do or what I think or what I say. Unless I'm personally attacking you and lying about you. Then it becomes your business. But I still have the right to say it. I have the right to lie to you. Just like Democrats have the right to lie about Robert Kennedy and everything else they talk about. They have the right to lie. We don't send them to jail. If we sent people to jail for lying, every liberal in this country would be in jail with lifetime sentences. Every one of them. Every liberal judge would be disbarred and sent to jail. Every one of them. So we don't censor people for saying things we don't like. We don't censor people for lying. But the liberals think they dictate to you what you can and can't say, what you can and can't think, what you can and can't sing about. They're unbelievable. You want to talk about Nazis? Good God. Even the Nazis let the Jews speak right before they killed them. Is that next? Is that what we're going to happen next? You can go ahead and say it, but then we're going to kill you. That's really what the liberals want. They want a Nazi-like dictatorship. That's what they want. That's their goal. And they're getting closer to it. A little bit later on, after he was out of Congress, RFK described what they did to him. These statements that are being twisted and distorted to make them seem like I said these um, these controversial things are is, is simply another way um, that they you know that I'm be, that that the, the, the DNC etc. and its allies are using to uh, to silence me to marginalize me to make me look crazy to make me look like a you know, a bad person. I was not allowed to talk. I was not allowed to defend myself. I was read a series of these slanders without being allowed to reply to any of them. How frustrating would that be? You're there at the request of the uh, Congressional Committee. You're giving your time. You know you're going to get criticized. 
but you're badgered into submission. You can't even defend yourself against the slew of lies, an onslaught of lies from the liars-in-chief. How pissed would that make you? I mean, if I were him, I would have been furious, and I'm sure he was. And these are supposedly people from his de- from his political party. I think he's getting the hint that the Kennedys today would be Republicans. He is a Republican much more than he's a Democrat because there is no Democratic Party anymore. It's conservatives and Republicans, that's their party, and it's liberals. There is no Democrat Party. It's psychotic liberals who are anything but progressive. They call themselves progressives. They are regressives. They want to go back to Stalin's Russia and Hitler's Germany, and they want to be those people. Every single liberal on that committee wants to be Heinrich Himmler. They want to be Hermann Goring. They want to be Joseph Goebbels. In fact, they want to be Hitler. And that is an apt comparison. There's no hyperbole about it. Their behavior and their words tell you that's what they want. They want no free speech. They dictate to you what you can and can't say, as I said earlier, what you can and can't sing even. You can't even sing a song now without their approval. And they know they have the media, and they know they have cowards who will back down. But they barked up the wrong tree with Jason Aldean. He'll never back down. And why would he? He wrote a song. The little black lesbian, Karine Jean-Pierre, didn't take any time to weigh in, calling Robert F. Kennedy Jr. dangerous. The claims made on that tape is false. Uh, It is uh, vile. And uh, they put our uh, they put our fellow Americans in danger. In danger. She's talking about him saying that the virus was biologically targeted to whites and blacks and allowing Jews and Asians to skip through, so to speak. And he was referring to a report that he had read that studied this. Her claim that it's untrue is untrue. She has no idea if it's true or not. None. But that's liberals. They What they say is gospel truth. You either abide by it or they'll destroy you. They'll name call you like she just did. Dangerous to whom? Robert Kennedy saying that the COVID virus was biologically engineered to attack whites and blacks, but not Jews and Asians as much, is dangerous to whom? Did somebody go out there, you think, and say, I'm going to go kill me some Jews and some Asians because they weren't attacked by COVID like I was? Is that what they really believe? They're sicker than we thought. And we thought they were completely and hopelessly deranged. It's unbelievable. And the mouths on them, my God. Dr. Mark Siegel is Jewish, and while he may or may not agree with Robert Kennedy's thoughts on the COVID issue, never suppress what he has to say. Issue of vaccines, I'm very pro-vaccine, and I don't think we should assume that this vaccine is a bioweapon or that it targets certain groups or that it lets other groups off the hook. There's no way 
that that, vi- vi- that the vaccine does that. But I want to f- finish by saying he's entitled to what he has to say. We are the United States of America. RFK Jr. can say whatever he wants to say. The government cannot try to suppress that, should not try to suppress that. Then we become no different than China. Whatever he says, we can disagree with it. It can make us angry. It can make us hostile even. We should not suppress it. As he, as Robert Kennedy himself said, the First Amendment isn't for comfort speech. It's for speech that you hate, that you strongly disagree with. But that person has the right to say it. The First Amendment has long been abused in this country because while we have the right to say certain things, and that's even before the whacked-out liberals uh, took over, we had the right to say whatever we want, but there were always consequences. I mean, you could walk into your boss and tell him to go F off, and you'd be fired. You have the right to say it, but you'd still get fired. So there have always been consequences to the First Amendment, and that's just human nature. But this is entirely different. This is them dictating what you can and can't say, what you can and can't think. And Dr. Siegel, I applaud you as a Jewish man for standing up for that. He disagrees with Kennedy. And there are plenty of people who do. There are others who either agree or people like me who want to see the report. I want to see the findings. I don't agree, nor do I disagree, because I don't know. It'd be hard for me to agree with that or disagree with it because I don't know the answers. I haven't seen the information or the, or the data, but I'd sure like to now that he's made that claim. Why wouldn't that arouse your curiosity? Shouldn't our first thought be, wait a minute, that's an awfully bold claim. If there's any truth to that, we've got a serious problem here going on. Who are they going to attack next? Catholics? Christians? We need to get to the bottom of whether or not that's true. If it's not true, he should apologize. If it is true, everyone in this country who's attacked him should apologize. I don't have to apologize to either side because I'm telling you, I want to know the truth to this. There is a report. Let's get to the data. Let's make it public. Let's find out what he meant. Wouldn't it have been fascinating if one of those idiots in Congress yesterday had actually asked him about that report, had actually said, please explain the data that supports your statements and your conclusions. We're interested in knowing. Wouldn't that have been the logical question to ask rather than, I reclaim my time, I reclaim my time, please shut the witness up, I reclaim my time. It's as if the liberals were predestined to show the whole world how they do censor. Their their arrogance is so pure and so great that they're going to say, not only do we censor, we're going to show you how we censor. We're going to censor someone at a censorship hearing. And you're going to like it. And you're going to take it. But an easy question, right? Mr. Kennedy, how did you arrive at that conclusion? Well, this report that I have and the data supports it. Well, can you tell us what the report is and what part of the data supports it? Because, uh, and, and prior to that hearing, they should have asked him for a copy of the report so that they would have something to base an actual interrogation on. But they couldn't do that. They couldn't do that. He also has written a book that contains a lot of this report, but they wouldn't dare read his book. 
So we've, we continually disgrace ourselves by these 435 pieces of crap that are in Congress who, who put on a display like they did yesterday. And I'm not talking about the Republicans yesterday. I'm talking this time about the liberals because they're the ones who embarrass themselves every time there's a hearing. It's a complete embarrassment. They have no interest in the truth. They have no interest in arriving at any uh, conclusion that might benefit the American public. They only have a, they, Their only agenda is to destroy anyone who disagrees with them. And they don't care who sees it. That's like the Nazis. They didn't care. They didn't care if you saw them slaughter Jews. They didn't care. They're going to do it anyway. These people have slaughtered free speech. What's next? You can only wonder what's next. They have no qualms about destroying the Constitution. Hitler had no qualms about rewriting the laws of Germany when he took over as chancellor so that what he said was gospel law. Somehow, Van Hindenburg allowed that to happen. He was the president. Von Hindenburg was the president. Hitler was the chancellor, but Hitler got the uh, Germany's version of the legislature to pass a law saying that he could issue edicts and that they would be law. That's what Biden's trying to do. He's even bypassed, he's ignored the Constitution so dramatically, he bypasses Congress on spending things, spending issues. The president has no right to spend a penny. No constitutional provision is in the Constitution for a president to spend our tax money. Only Congress can do that. But it doesn't stop Biden. Doesn't stop him for a moment. Jackie Heinrich, the reporter for Fox, caught up with some of these liberals in the Hall of Congress during a break and asked them if they weren't showing that Robert F. Kennedy's comments about censorship with him are true. Do you think that Democrats are proving RFK Jr.'s point by trying to stop him from coming today and censor him that Democrats are unfairly censoring him? I'm not going to respond to a loaded question like that. You've already decided in your own answer. What are you afraid that he would say under oath today that you want to stop even the American people from having the opportunity to hear? I'm not afraid of anything he would say. I just don't want to hear him. What do you say to people who are concerned that you were trying to censor RFK Jr. by trying to not let him come today? Oh, that's not censorship. Censorship would not be allowing someone to speak. He can speak. That doesn't give him necessarily the ability to have to do it in the halls of Congress. To censor him today proved his point that he is being... Censor him? We were trying to make sure that he didn't cause more harm with his outrageous testimony. I don't think you want to bring bigots before Congress, but apparently that's part of the course with this majority. Adam Schiff calling him bigots. Calling Robert Kennedy a bigot. <laughs> Robert Kennedy has accomplished more for people through nonprofits than Adam Schiff has ever done for anyone in his life. And he'll never catch up. Because Adam Schiff will never do anything for anyone except himself. But listen to those answers. I'm not going to answer a loaded question like that. Loaded question? She asked him if he thought Democrats proved Kennedy's point. How is that a loaded question? What does that even mean? You won't answer it because you're a coward. Because you know what she said was true. Kennedy proved his point.
that you people censored at a censorship hearing. How about the one woman? She was a black uh, congresswoman. I just don't want to hear him. Well, we don't care who you want to hear. You don't determine who gets to talk in, in a congressional hearing. The majority does. You're not in the majority. But they don't care about the rules. Come on. How about Plaskett there saying that that's not censorship. Censorship is stopping people from speaking. He can speak, but just not here. <laughs> that's stopping you from speaking, you moron, you single-digit IQ nitwit. Just not here. As if Congress is immune to liars. Is that amazing? These people act like the halls of Congress are some sacred temple of truth. More lies are told in the halls of Congress than at any other location in this country, probably in the world. It is the hall of liars. It's unbelievable. Vivek Ramaswamy is running for president as a Republican, as everyone knows. So one of his opponents is Robert Kennedy Jr. because he's running as a Democrat. Vivek, are you complimenting RFK Jr.? Well, as somebody who is competing with RFK in some way in this election process, and as somebody who has my own disagreements with him on issues ranging from climate policy to affirmative action, I applaud his willingness to speak truths that the Democratic Party, his own party, does not want to hear. They prefer compliant puppets of the managerial class, like Joe Biden, like John Fetterman, as you noted, to somebody who's actually going to challenge their orthodoxy. And the funny thing is that the left used to be the movement in this country that stood for free speech, but things have changed in the last couple of decades. Now it appears to be more of a conservative value. And so even though I disagree with RFK on a number of policies, I did call him yesterday. I told him to keep up and stay strong in his fight. I respect his willingness to speak hard truths. That's what I'm doing in the Republican primary as well. How about that? A political candidate who calls a, a, a guy he's running against and commends him for standing up and applauds him and exhorts him to keep fighting. That's what America used to be. And it obviously still is with people like Vivek Ramaswamy. It is with Kennedy. We may disagree with Kennedy on many issues, as Vivek does. And I do. I've looked some of them up. Now, I, I do disagree with him on a, here's Here's one thing I really disagree with him on. I know his wife's a liberal actress, but they're very good friends with Rob Reiner. All right? Who you keep company with says a lot. So while I like RFK Jr.'s style and the, the way he wants to bring peace to elections and fairness to elections and wants to talk about censorship and wants to stop it and wants to abide by the Constitution, I do disagree with him on many of, it, of his issues, which is what it's supposed to be about. But I don't want him to stop saying it. I want him to speak. I want him to say what he wants to say. I want to know where he stands on everything. And then we make our determination. Donald Trump Jr. was writing in his book, Triggered, that college campuses used to be a place where you went to be challenged, where your ideas were meant to be challenged, where you'd engage in conversation with other students 
who had differing points of view. And you came away with another perspective, perhaps, or the other person did. But that's not allowed anymore because, my gosh, we might offend the little skirt-wearing pansy asses. And I don't mean women. I mean the guys. They've got to run to their safe space after they shout you down, after they call you names, after they try to beat the crap out of you and throw stuff at you and destroy the location where you're speaking or just ban you altogether. That's the favorite trick of most liberal colleges now. Ban every conservative speaker altogether. But Don Jr.'s right. Robert Kennedy's right. Two people who are on polar opposites of the political spectrum come together to share a common view of the First Amendment. And so do all of peop- all of the people in this country who love America and the Constitution, the America we grew up in, not the, mer- the America we live in. We detest the America we live in. And then this Hakeem Jeffries, when have you heard any congressional member speak like these people do? Hakeem Jeffries must have taken this one right out of the hood. I've never heard this kind of language, and of course I don't even know what he's talking about. The Republican hearings that have unfolded over the last few days and throughout this entire Congress are a malignant clown show. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is a living, breathing false flag operation. His whole campaign is being run by right-wing political operatives who have one objective, try to take down President Joe Biden. What's wrong with trying to take down a political candidate? You're trying to beat him in an election. So of course you're trying to take him down. But you're not doing anything illegal to do it. You're speaking your mind. You're pointing out differences in policies. You're pointing out differences in successes and failures. What's wrong with that? In Biden's case, the Republican uh, Oversight Committee has exposed Biden's corruption. Are we not supposed to take down someone who's corrupt? Who has, where there is overwhelming evidence of his illegal behavior. Not just claims like you make against Donald Trump, but overwhelming evidence. Unbelievable evidence. Any jury in any trial in America, given this kind of evidence, would foam at the mouth. They'd reach a decision in 10 minutes. They'd probably munch on a sandwich, get their last free meal as jurors, and then make their decision. It would be simple. But what in the world was it he called Kennedy? Let's hear him again. The Republican hearings that have unfolded over the last few days and throughout this entire Congress are a malignant clown show. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is a living, breathing, false flag operation. False flag operation. What is that? Anybody know? A malignant clown show. One clown would know. False flag operation. Robert Kennedy's a false flag operation. What does that even mean? Does anybody know what that means? I don't think anybody does. (laughs) Oh, my God, these people. It's laughable, isn't it? And then you have Jessica Tarlov. The last few days, she's really getting under my skin because she's such a blatant fool. When When Fox continues to put people this stupid on the air... 
It's embarrassing to Fox. It's insulting to the American audience. She gets on there and whines about Robert Kennedy and, of course, like she always does, makes things up. The problem is no one on that show challenges her lying statements that she claims are facts. And I'll say this because RFK Jr. spends most of his time in conservative media. The first time a lot of Democrats actually got to talk to the guy. He's not showing up on MSNBC. He's not going to CNN. He's not doing a local news interview, for instance. He wants to hang out with Joe Rogan. They haven't invited him. That's a lie. There is no possible way that there haven't been invitations. They don't want him to speak at a public hearing. And I've said it a million times. It's really weird, guys, that you guys all like him, who's running for my party's nomination, more than I do and more than other Democrats do. There's nothing weird about that. What's weird about that? So what is her claim there? Robert Kennedy is to be silenced because he spends his time on conservative media, not on CNN or MSNBC. Maybe he understands that CNN and MSNBC are people that are full of shit. Maybe he understands that. By the way, he has been on those networks, so she's a liar there. Secondarily, he has said publicly, and I've heard him say this myself, he'll go on any network anywhere, conservative or liberal, to push what he believes. So the truth is, if he hasn't been on MSNBC or CNN recently, it's because they haven't invited him. Just as Jesse Waters said to her, just as she lied by saying that's a lie. No, you're the liar, and you lie all the time. It's the first time the Democrats have had a chance to talk to him because he's wrapped up in conservative media. So that let's just say that's true. Let's say Robert F. Kennedy has nothing to do with the liberal media. Let's, let's assume that's true, which is, of course, a lie. But for argument's sake, it's true. That justifies their behavior yesterday? That's what she just said. Well, it's the first time the Democrats have had a chance to talk to the guy, she says because he won't come on their shows. First of all, none of those people have a show. So I don't know what you're talking about there either. Then she claimed that Robert Kennedy told a boatload of lies. The queen liar claims that Robert Kennedy told a boatload of lies. He also just told a boatload of lies in his testimony. He said, I've never been anti-vax. He was on a podcast in 2021. This was pointed out by an NBC reporter who um, covers this. He went on a podcast and said, I go up to people in grocery stores and people who have babies and plead with them not to vaccinate their children. He told fellow anti-vaxxers to come out of the closet, to come into the light with him. But then he's also vaccinated all his kids, hosting parties in Hollywood with his wife, where you have to be vaccinated to be able to come. It's completely hypocritical. Once again, one lie after another that she tells. As I've said before, he vaccinated his kids with the normal childhood vaccinations, but not COVID. So there's nothing hypocritical about what he's saying at all. He has never said he's an anti-vaxxer. You say that. You and fellow liberal psychopaths say that. He's never said it. So there's nothing hypocritical about his children getting normal childhood vaccines against polio, diphtheria, and whatever else we get them, smallpox. Nothing hypocritical about that at all. He's never been an anti-vaxxer, dumbass. Maybe you ought to listen to him. I'll challenge you to read his book, but just listen to him. That's easier. That's the Cliff Notes version of his book because liberals are too lazy to read anything. Even when you put the memos or the reports or the text or the emails in front of them, they just want to ignore them. 
So not one single lie did he tell, but everything she did say was a lie. Jesse Waters finally had enough of her, and it's about time. She's so upset yeah. about RFK Jr. So what if he believes certain things about vaccines? So dangerous. what? If he believes certain vaccines are dangerous, so what, Jessica? So what? Why are you, you so for him. passionate about what he believes about vaccines? Why is that such a threat to you are your personally? Kids yeah. So what? And why did you do it? Why did you make that smart Because decision? my doctor said to get him vaxxed. So what if he believes that about vaccines? I, I've never seen you so upset over really? anything on this show. I think the Dobbs Because really what bad. he said about vaccines one time. It's, it's, one it's time. actually kind of weird that you're so upset about what one Democrat thinks about vaccines. You can do whatever you want with your body. You can do whatever you want with your kid's body. Your doctor can decide with you what to do with your body. What does it have to do with RFK Jr.? advocating for Roe. And, and to have a Democrat question a pharmaceutical conglomerate, and that's off limits in the Democratic Party, yeah. you guys have been railing against big business for decades he comes out and questions big business, and you say you you can't say that? These guys sold us a bill of goods on the vaccine. I got vaccinated. Okay, they said you couldn't get it if you were vaxxed, so you couldn't transmit. They were wrong about that. So why do you believe everything these companies tell you? Because she's a deranged liberal, that's why. Did you hear her like a petty little girl as he's talking? They're dangerous. He, he says, why do you care what Robert Kennedy says? Because they're dangerous, the things he says. Dangerous according to whom? You? Because as a liberal, you determine what's dangerous and what's not. That's the way it works with these people. Then, then she says, you should vote for him. What a little kid. He's saying to you, why do you care what he says? Not one person. Not for one moment did Waters say he endorses anything Robert Kennedy says. He said, why do you care what he says? Her response, you should vote for him. And why did you make the smart decision to get vaccinated, she said. Smart, this is how liberals are. No one's smart or not smart. I believe people who made the decision to get vaccinated were scared. And they were scared because of all the fear-mongering that liberals did. Liberal media people. Liberal politicians, Biden, Fauci, they scared the shit out of everybody. That's why people got vaccinated. Not because it was smart. It turns out it wasn't smart. And yet there she is saying it was smart. What's smart about getting a vaccination that doesn't work? What's smart about that, you dumbass? Wow. And he says, you can do whatever you want with your body, and everybody else can too. Well, you're advocating for Roe. They they just don't stop. These psychopaths can't stop themselves. They literally cannot stop. They're so insane, so ungodly insane. (laughs) What a whining little bitch. And she's dumb. Man, she's stupid. But that's on Fox. You put these people on the air, that's what you get. Then we have the bombshell memo that was released yesterday by Chuck Grassley. Notice the FBI would never release it. None of the Democrats would ever release it. He released it. 
It was redacted in some areas, but not heavily redacted. Everything that needed to come out came out. This is the memo, the FBI memo, where the Ukrainian uh, guy told about the details of the Biden crime family and that this memo is powerful. Here's what uh, was contained, uh, at least to some degree, in the memo. This guy says, it costs $5 million to pay one Biden and $5 million to another. I didn't want to pay the Bidens. I was pushed to pay them. I have text messages and recordings to show that I was coerced to make the payments. Hunter Biden was stupid. My dog was smarter. Burisma hired Hunter to protect us through his dad from all kinds of problems. Now, that's just a few of the things that were in there. Of course, the White House immediately issues a statement. It's remarkable that congressional Republicans, in their eagerness to go after President Biden, regardless of the truth, continue to push claims that have been debunked for years. None of this has been debunked. This is the first time we've seen it. Even the FBI's former intelligence chief said he believes the memo warrants a criminal investigation of Joe Biden. The FBI says today's release of the 1023 form, at a minimum, unnecessarily risked the safety of a confidential source. Sure it does. They, they claim that all the time. Of course it doesn't. But it doesn't stop them from wrongly claiming it does because the lie is always better than the truth for them. What it does do is it indicts Biden as a lying, corrupt son of a bitch. That's what it does do. And his crackhead son. That's what it does do. It does all of those things. In fact, Jonathan Turley, a brilliant legal mind, take us through what this FBI form 1022 does say, or 1023 does say. Fascinating thing about this story is it just it gets worse by the day. You know, one of the more interesting things that we saw in, in recent weeks was Bill Barr being interviewed. And Barr said that he never shut down this investigation. But he also added that he sent it to a U.S. attorney's office that he said found uh, it, uh, facts that the FBI overlooked. Now, that alone was sort of chilling. You know, the FBI has a source saying that Biden is accepting millions of dollars. And then we now know that this source reportedly said that this was money to be paid to Hunter for the protection from his dad. I mean, you, you can't get more serious than that. And yet, when Barr sent it to the U.S. Attorney's Office, which is not there to investigate crimes, he said they found additional uh, material that the FBI overlooked. It was then sent to Delaware. Delaware, and there it appears to have died. And so there are so many questions that we need to have answered of why this took such a circuitous route, why the FBI didn't fully investigate, what did the U.S. Attorney's Office find in addition, but most importantly, what happened? Why did it go to Delaware and it was never seen again? Well, I think we know what happened, Jonathan Turley. We know that the FBI has been, along with the Department of Justice, actively engaged in covering up the crimes of the Biden crime syndicate. They've been actively involved in doing it for years now. Everybody knows that now that has a functioning brain. Anyone who denies that or claims, well, there's no evidence, uh, you haven't laid a glove on the big guy, as Raskin claims, 
It's just mentally deranged. That's all there is to it. You can lead a jackass to water, but you can't make them drink it. Turley, is this document backed up by Comer's evidence that he's discovered in his oversight committee? The other thing about this uh, this document is that it dovetails perfectly with what Comer and other chairmen have found about how money went to the Biden family. The document refers to how they were not supposed to send money to the, quote, big guy, a term we've seen in other files is referencing President Biden. But it said that the Bidens preferred to use a labyrinth of different accounts, different corporations to hide the money. Well, these committees have put together a detailed account of just layers upon layers of corporations and accounts used. And it doesn't seem like there's any purpose to this complexity except to hide these 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 transfers of money. And so it, the, the most disturbing thing about the document is that it mirrors what was recently released by these committees looking at the actual transactions from these banks. Two independently exposed avenues of information mirror each other. These Ukrainian, this Ukrainian guy in, in, in this memo, by the way, this is a trusted FBI source. It's not the Steele dossier bullshit. This is a trusted FBI source that they pay six figures a year to for his information. Who brought this to them? This Ukrainian guy describes the method and mode of payment as exactly what Comer discovered through those banks. In the memo, the, the Ukrainian guy says they won't discover how we paid them for 10 years. And he talks about paying them through shell companies. If anyone in the Biden camp can tell us what these shell companies were supposedly for, what business were they conducting to earn the money that they were laundering, please let us know. You would think that one Democrat, just one, one liberal, would, would ask the question, Mr. President, what were those companies designed to do? But they won't ask it because they are Stepford people. Liberals are Stepford people. They stick together. They say the same thing. They do the same thing. If you step out of line, you're eaten up, you're gobbled up, you're destroyed, you're censored. Ask Robert Kennedy. Comer, have you accumulated a ton of evidence? We've accumulated a ton of evidence. Uh, that's something the Democrats aren't used to. They're used to just people like Adam Schiff and Jamie Raskins pulling stuff out of their rear ends saying it's fact. Uh, but we're trying to do it the right way, Sean. We're providing evidence. And you can't lie on bank records. And luckily, the IRS whistleblowers today verified what I've been saying for months. We found out on the House Oversight Committee in five months what the DOJ has supposedly been investigating for over five years. We found that the Bidens have taken millions and millions of dollars from our adversaries, and we don't know why they received the money. No one can explain one simple thing the Bidens did to receive those payments. Not even the Bidens. Isn't it amazing how quiet they are? When you've got this mountain of evidence against me, man, at least come out and lie. Say something. Say it's not you or say I'm not the big guy. I mean, look at me. I'm a little runt. I'm not the big guy. Who could call me the big guy? 
Here's what's happening. There, there must be unbelievable emergency meetings around that White House. There's, there've got to be some liberals who are going in there and saying, Hey, big Joe, the jig is up. I mean, they've got you by the balls, buddy. The walls are closing in. We're going to try to keep you out of jail, but you can't run. And that's what's going to happen. And that's why I almost want to stem the tide of momentum here for a little bit, for about a year and a half, until we get through the election. There's plenty of time to send his ass to jail. Plenty of time to do that when we get a Republican in there. But what I don't want is Obama's mister or mistress or whatever she is, it, whatever it is, to run. And that's what they're going to do. And I'm telling you right now, these sycophantic Stepford liberals, if Obama told them to shoot themselves, they'd do it. The one hope I have is that Obama endorsing Hillary Clinton didn't work. Miserable failure. That arrogant, pompous-ass Obama, remember him? The mic drop. Uh, Donald, you'll never be president. Well, he he was for four years. He actually was for eight years, but you stole that one. But that's the fear I have, is his it running. And believe me, even though it hasn't accomplished any single thing in its life, in its entire life, there isn't any accomplishment. Check that resume out. These blind-ass people will still vote for them because they think they're getting Barry back. What did Barry do? Barry Hussein? He wasn't any good. So we can get him. We can get the Bidens easily. But maybe we should just kind of put the brakes on just for a little bit. I'm not asking for a long time. Greg Jarrett has a point that's interesting. I didn't know this. You know how these liberals continue to say, well, you don't have any evidence on Biden taking any money because they disguised it, of course, but there's plenty of evidence that he took it. But they say he that we don't. Okay, well, let's just assume again for argument's sake that there is no evidence that Biden got any money. Doesn't matter. Greg Jarrett, tell us why. Whether Joe received any of the cash payments... That's irrelevant under the law. It's a crime to use your public office as vice president to confer a benefit on a foreign government, a billion in financial aid, in exchange for something of value to your family, money. It's called bribery, conspiracy, violation of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. And take a look at that term coercion in the 1023 form. That supports extortion. But that's not all. We also know that the money paid was funneled through a complex web of shell companies. Well, that smacks of money laundering, tax fraud, not to mention racketeering. So the question is, were the Bidens selling out their country? Well, it sure looks like it, doesn't it? See, I don't say that that's a question, and I don't say that it looks like it. It's settled. Yes, they were selling out their country for their own personal profit, and lots of it. But those were the crimes that he just identified that they've committed. And he's right about the word coerced. That Ukrainian official says that he was coerced into paying the Bidens. He didn't want to. Coerced because the Bidens put the pressure on. And they know how to put it on, don't they? 
Remember when Biden bragged about withholding the $6 billion from Ukraine if they didn't fire the the um, prosecutor in question? This is what they wanted. This is what the memo says, that Biden fired that prosecutor in exchange for payments, $5 million to him, $5 million to Hunter Biden. They would keep Hunter Biden on the Burisma board so that he could protect uh, Burisma. And Biden bragged how he got the prosecutor fired. Now, this was during an investigation into Burisma. This is why the official was willing to go ahead and pay the Bidens, because they could kill that investigation. They were trying to open up a gigantic oil company in the United States. And they knew that if this prosecutor kept nosing into their business practices, they wouldn't get it. That's why they paid Biden, to stop it. And he stopped it, and then he bragged about it. But then in 2020, when he was running for president, he said no such investigation ever took place into Burisma. Remember this? There was no investigation going on in Burisma. And that prosecutor we fired should have been fired, period. Prosecutor we fired. Did you notice that? Listen again. We fired the prosecutor. There was no investigation going on in Burisma. And that prosecutor we fired should have been fired, period. Now, of course, he was on a liberal network when he made that claim, and they didn't press him and say, we fired the prosecutor? And if he should have been fired, period, as you say, why should he have been fired? What was he doing that was wrong? These follow-up, simple follow-up questions are never asked because media people are illiterate. But those are simple follow-ups, right? Doesn't that arouse your curiosity? Well, you, you say there was no investigation, then why would you fire him? What was he doing wrong? And what do you mean you fired him? You got him fired by bribing the Ukraine so that you could get $5 million and your son could get $5 million. I'm reminded by our director of research that there was one thing on Michelle Obama's resume. It destroyed school lunch. So there is that in her favor. If, if there are people out there who love having school lunch program destroyed, then she's your gal, it's your guy, whatever it is. So now Burisma was never being investigated. Is that amazing? <laughs> the uh, Jason Aldean song, Try That in a Small Town, has zoomed to number one on iTunes' a list of hits. It's going to remain there for a long time. Conservatives are flexing their ample financial muscle and supporting something that the liberals have their heads exploding over. Now, I get a kick out of people like Justin Jones, this this black renegade from Tennessee. He was once a member of the Tennessee legislature but got expelled because of his uh, part in the riots that took place in the Tennessee State House. But now, of course, he wants you to know that Jason Aldean is a racist. This song is about normalizing racist violence, vigilantism, and white nationalism. This is a lynching anthem. It's, a, it's, a, it's an anthem that reminds me of the stories of young men like Trayvon Martin, of Ralph Yarl, um, you know, young men, Ahmaud Arbery, who were killed by vigil- white vigilantes. I mean, this song is not about um, small towns, because if it was about small towns, where was Jason Aldean when this, the Murray County people were fighting for their clean water? Wow. Don't you love it when 
someone like that illiterate single digit IQ moron dictates to you what your own song is about. Isn't that beautiful? But that's how liberals are. Uh, we're going to tell you what your song was about. It doesn't matter what you say it was about. We're going to tell you what it really was about. And of course, it wouldn't be a real discussion without the input from Joy Behor and Alyssa Farah Griffin, who masquerades as a conservative on The View. They hate the song now, but it came out in May. What were you waiting for? I mean, it's a deplorable song and it's annoying. Got a gun that my granddad gave me. They say one day they're going to round up. Well, that S might fly in the city. Good luck. It's very divisive and provocative. What I thought of when I read that, read that was Ahmaud Arbery. I think of a black man in a small town in the South who literally just got shot for doing nothing wrong. <laughs> I think of Ahmaud Arbery because I need to cater to the black folks here. That's who I think of. You do? I don't think he got killed in a small town anyway. Wasn't he killed in Atlanta? That's hardly a small town. These people are morbidly stupid, aren't they? I think of Ahmaud Arbery. You do? I th- Here's what I thought when I, when I saw the video and listened to the song. I thought, I love it. I love it. That's what small town people are. They're going to stand up for their town. They all know each other. Everybody knows each other in a small town. Nobody's going to damage your property or your property or your property without all of us fighting back. We're all going to defend everyone's property. Don't try it in our town. I think that's an anthem that the United States should adopt, not as our national anthem like the blacks try to do. And actually, I don't know that the blacks are trying to do that. It's the woke white people that have created the black national anthem. But not as an not as a national anthem in Jason Aldean's case, but as our anthem to the liberals. Here's what we're gonna do if you bring your shit our way. We're sick of you. We're tired of you, and if we have to eliminate you, we will. It's called self defense. It's protected in the Constitution. And then you had the Three Stooges weighing in, Behor, Whoopi Goldberg, and Hostin Houston. Somebody try to explain to me what Whoopi Goldberg is actually saying here. And Behor's comment is so elitist it's sickening. And then you've got the idiot Sonny Hostin Houston who is going to tell you again, because she's a mind reader, that Jason Aldean knew all about a lynching that took place outside the courthouse depicted in the video a 100 years ago. He has to understand that the big cities are supporting the small towns. You just have to realize that when you make it about Black Lives Matter, people kind of say, well, are you are you talking about black people? What are you talking about here? Don't tell me that he knew nothing about not, what that imagery meant say he did and what he... So I don't give him the benefit of But I'm of saying, it. I don't along with him, more people... You think he cares if you give him the benefit of the doubt? Who do you think you are? Again, the brazen arrogance of these people. Unless I give you the benefit of the doubt, it doesn't care. It doesn't count. You're a racist until I give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm Sonny Houston Houston. I'll drown if it rains because my nose is so far up in the air. Wow. Bahor. Big cities support small cities. They do? Since when? Since when? Are you trying to tell us that St. Louis supports Columbia, Missouri? That St. Louis supports Cape Girardeau? Jackson, Missouri? 
She's nuts. But they're just, they're just, but what was Whoopi Goldberg talking about? So if you're going to make it about Black Lives Matter, are you talking about black people? What? What What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you even saying? No one can understand you. You're too damn dumb. Jimmy Fallon, <laughs> your reaction to the that segment on The View? Now, listen, we beg on The View. It is the highest streaming show in Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> okay, you can't waterboard anymore. So they're like, you confess, we'll put on joy. <laughs> it's so true, isn't it? I said it yesterday. If I were sentencing these liberals to jail sentences, I'd make them listen to themselves every day. Every day in jail. That would be the sentence. We're not, we don't need to torture you. That's a brand of torture not known to mortal man. Having to force feed people to listen to the view? My God. People would be screaming uncle immediately. They'd say, go ahead and kill me. I don't care. I'd rather die. With all of the things that were said at these hearings the last two days that were absurdly stupid by liberals, perhaps the best one comes from the Academy Award winner herself, Sandy Cortez, who, of course, let us all know on January 6th how she feared for her life. She was... an emotional wreck that she needed therapy because of it, even though she wasn't there. She was in a separate building. But in this latest hearing about Hunter Biden's taxes from the two IRS whistleblowers, two people that were investigating him because he had committed felonies, and they came to the conclusion that he indeed had committed those felonies, she thinks that somehow Ivanka Trump should now be investigated. Want to talk about charges that have been dismissed. And if we do want to follow the evidence, perhaps we should discuss Ivanka Trump's investigation being charged, who was close to being charged with felony fraud, after Donald Trump's personal attorney provided political contributions to the local DA. Those charges were dismissed. And ultimately, we saw that that, that, that uh, DA Vance. President Trump's attorney provided over $50,000 in political contributions after the case was dismissed. So when we talk about political contributions, I would hope, if we are following the evidence, that that we are willing that this committee, if this committee is going to go there, that they be willing to open investigations into the dismissal of charges against Ivanka Trump. Wow. Uh, Let's try to sort through that. There were no charges against Ivanka Trump. No such thing. Never happened. She was subpoenaed to testify in this bogus lawsuit brought against the Trump organization, but not for anything she did. She was simply subpoenaed as a witness. Well, where, where does Cortez come up with this? I looked everywhere to find even an inkling that Ivanka Trump has been charged with anything in her life. I couldn't even find a speeding ticket. But Cortez claims that Ivanka Trump now should be investigated for charges that were dropped that were never brought. She even admits, well, the charges were actually never brought, but the charges were dropped. You can't drop something that was never brought. She doesn't quite figure that out yet. She is a bartender after all. Some of them are slow. Some of them are wonderful. Some are slow. She's slow. In fact, she's pedestrian. She's turtle-like. It's just amazing. They make it up as they go. And why didn't Comer just interrupt her and say, you know what? We don't want your lies in this hearing room. 
At some point, somebody has to stand up to them. For his part, rather than comment on the many felonies that he and his son have committed, the selling out of the country, the treason that they've committed, Biden's over there in Philadelphia or somewhere getting completely lost in Bidenomics. Try to follow this if you can. You know, I came to office determined to strengthen the middle class. I often say, and I mean it sincerely, you know, Wall Street, good folks down there, but they didn't build the middle class. They didn't build America. The middle class was built by the middle class, and the unions built the middle class. And it changed the economic direction of this country. Because we, I got tired of trickle-down economics. I've never been a big fan. If the wealthy do very well, I'm a capitalist. I like the wealthy to be able to people be wealthy. But the mere fact they do well doesn't mean everybody else does well. I watched my dad growing up, and not a whole lot of benefit trickle down on his kitchen table as a consequence of trickle-down economics to what everyone from the Financial Times and Wall Street Journal has become my change, my different philosophy. They, I don't, I don't think they started off trying to be complimentary, but they started calling them Bidenomics. And our plans work in Bidenomics. <laughs> what? What is that man talking about? I didn't see anything trickle down to my dad's kitchen table. So, as a result, you decided to shake down foreign countries to become wealthy. Well, that's, that's one way to react. Wow. Stuart Varney, he says Bidenomics are working. But maybe he should be taking a real look at what Bidenomics are, hap- are are causing in the streets of Philadelphia where he was campaigning, quote-unquote. He will not see the problems that arguably could be laid at Biden's door. Crime is out of control in Philly. Defund the police didn't help, did it? Drugs, especially fentanyl, have wrecked that city. We've reported on street people there with rotting flesh. Biden's open border did not help the drug crisis, did it? Migrants, another busload arrived yesterday from Texas. Again, the open border isn't helping Philadelphia. And just as the president arrives, the whole country is learning more about the Biden family's corrupt financial dealings. Those IRS whistleblowers exposed $17 million worth of payments for no apparent work. I can't imagine that goes down well with the shipyard workers with whom the president will meet today. Biden should take his motorcade, drive through the city and go see the drugs, the homelessness, the stores where everything is locked up, the empty office buildings because workers are scared to come into the city. It is, after all, a Democrat city, and our Democrat president should go see what's really happening in the city of brotherly love. Not only that, you hear him say that the middle class built the middle class, and then he said uh, the unions built the middle class. He started thinking, oh, my God, are the unions going to get pissed at me for not saying that they that they built the middle class? I just said the middle class built this middle class, but I better throw in the unions. <laughs> and he means it sincerely. Or uh, He said that, remember? I mean it sincerely. Anytime someone says I mean it sincerely, they don't mean it. Karine Jean-Pierre, the little black lesbian out of nowhere yesterday, decided to announce that we're giving more billions to Ukraine. The Department of Defense announced a new security security assistance package to support the people of Ukraine. The package also includes additional artillery rounds. The United States is committed to supporting Ukraine alongside our allies and partners now and for uh, the long future. The long future? <laughs> she couldn't make up her mind if she wanted to say 
we're in it for the long haul or we're in it through the future, whatever, the long future. But did I hear her say artillery? I'm pretty sure she said artillery. The Department of Defense announced a new security security assistance package to support the people of Ukraine. The package also includes additional artillery rounds. Artillery rounds. What are artillery rounds? Does anybody know? Got to get that artillery built up. We have abject idiots running this country. At least Joseph Goebbels in Nazi Germany could speak. This woman can't even speak. Or this woman, I don't know, she could be a guy. She won't say. Then Biden's running around again claiming how white supremacists are murdering people and shooting people. All the same crap. Larry Elder's tired of it. And he gives the facts, the things that really are important in understanding problems in black neighborhoods. We just had Gay Pride Month. Maybe it's time for a let's take it easy on the white man month. The sad truth is that 60% of the shootings, the robberies, the homicides in America are committed by black people. The sad truth is half of the homicide victims in America are black, almost all killed by other blacks as uh, same race crime. Murder is the same race crime. Most of the most whites who are killed are killed by other whites. Um, According to the CDC, a young black man, a 10 to to 43, I'm not making this up, is 13 times more likely to be murdered than a young white man. And contrary to what Joe Biden said at, at Howard University recently, uh, they ain't being killed by white supremacists. They're being killed by other blacks. Now, unless you're prepared to say black people are just genetically inclined to commit more crime, you have to, have, have to ask yourself what the devil is going on. And what the devil is going on is the 10,000-pound elephant in the room, which is the epidemic of fatherlessness. 70% of black kids enter the world today without a father in the home married to the mother. don't have a father. Wow. Do black leaders ignore this, Larry Elder? But with the uh, so-called war on poverty launched by a Democrat in the mid-60s, we've incentivized women to marry the government. We've incentivized men to abandon their financial and moral responsibility, and that's it. I've been on radio 30 years. And in 30 years, I've tried to get Jesse Jackson on to talk about these issues. He won't come on. Maxine Waters won't come on. Al Sharpton won't come on. Minister Farrakhan won't come on. Amazing, isn't it? All of those people, Sharpton won't come on. Why not? What are you afraid of? How about the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee Democrats? They're they're convening a business meeting to consider Supreme Court ethics bill. But there's no ethics problem with the Supreme Court that anyone can see other than them. Certainly not with Clarence Thomas or Samuel Alito, the two that they're targeting. They've been falsely smeared, even though they've complied with the relevant disclosure provisions in place at the time they took trips or whatever it was that they did. They complied. But here's the problem. The the, the liberals want you to think that somehow Justice Alito and Justice Thomas are unethical beings and that they don't recuse themselves from cases where there could be a conflict of interest, according to the liberals. But what about Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Did you squawk when she was directing a million-dollar prize she received in 2019 to be distributed to more than 60 groups, but she required that the recipients not be disclosed? So who's to say that those one of those 60 groups at some point didn't have a case in front of her? Shouldn't she recuse herself because she gave them a lot of money? 
Well, there's no way to tell because she wouldn't let anybody know who she gave it to. And not one Democrat was even curious as to who was going to get that funding or if they ever appeared in front of her. Not one. They're mad because some justices are flying on private jets and vacationing with their wealthy friends. So? They criticize Clarence Thomas because he has friendships with people who have money. So? They didn't criticize Ginsburg again when she traveled with a billionaire by the name of Morris Kahn and toured three countries in the Middle East in 2018 right after the court ruled in his company's favor. They didn't didn't raise an eyebrow. Khan paid for everything on the trip. Not one Democrat liberal reporter criticized it. Didn't even bring it up. In fact, while Khan's case before the Supreme Court was still pending in 2017, the Genesis Prize Foundation a group that he was involved with and provided significant financial support to, announced it was awarding Ginsburg a Lifetime Achievement Award. Less than two weeks after that, the court ruled in his favor. Did these liberals criticize Justice Breyer? He flew around the world with the Pritzker family. You know, that fat pig over in Illinois through its various foundations funding these trips. (laughs) Breyer was flown to many international locations in addition to domestic flights. Flown to Vancouver, Paris, Toronto, Ireland, Spain, France, Beijing, London, Norway, Sweden, Copenhagen, all paid for by the Pritzker family. Did the Democrats raise any concerns when Stephen Breyer flew on billionaire David Rubenstein's private jet to Nantucket to attend a wedding? I don't remember hearing anything. These phony frauds are unconscionable people. And one we haven't heard from in a while, thank God we haven't, because just the mere sound of her voice makes me run to the bathroom and vomit. That pig from Hawaii, Hirono, is now threatening the Supreme Court. The United States Supreme Court does not have a code of ethics, the kind of code of ethics that applies to all other federal judges. So the highest court in the land should set a standard, should set the highest standard. They do not. And so this is a bill that would do that. And what, what will it do? It will establish a procedure for investigating ethical violations. It will make much clearer recusal requirements. And the third is to give the court time to adopt the code of ethics. And if they do not, then one will be provided to them. (laughs) She's telling the Supreme Court, if you don't provide a code of ethics, we'll provide one for you. Who's we? You need nine Republican senators to go along with you. You need 60 total. You don't have 60. So this is another empty threat by another empty-headed Democrat who has no idea what she's talking about. But don't you see the pattern that they love to to threaten the Supreme Court? Schumer threatened them. Schumer threatened their lives. Merrick Garland ignored the law when 
law-breaking demonstrators were outside of the justices' homes, one of which encouraged a would-be assassin to murder Brett Kavanaugh. Everything they do with the Supreme Court is designed to threaten them, coerce them into ruling in their favor. They don't like the rulings that the Supreme Court handed down recently because of all the law-breaking that, o- that O'Biden was trying to do. And so now Maisie Hirono is threatening them with some ethics code, as if she has any power to do so. But again, she didn't bat an eye when Ginsburg and Breyer were doing all of that stuff. Didn't bat an eye. Not a peep out of her Hawaiian mouth. Not a peep. But what we did hear is more censorship from the from these psychotic theater owners where Sound of Freedom is playing. They get huge crowds. In fact, the movie has made over $100 million that cost $14 million to make. And now we have moviegoers saying, we heard, heard from some the other night, saying they turn off the air conditioner in the theater. And so they refunded people's tickets before the movie even came on. But now we hear that they're turning the movie off in mid-movie. I came to see it, and the lights didn't turn off for the first 10 minutes. And also there was, like, a voiceover, like a narrator for blind people. And so I could, like, tell around me, like, tons of people kept getting up to go complain. And then after about 15 minutes, someone came in, and they turned the movie off. And and, um, someone came in and was like, we can't fix it, so you all have to leave. We're going to give you free passes. And people were like, why this movie? I've never had this happen before. And they're like, we can't turn the speaker off because we have to go in a back room and, like, climb a ladder to turn the speaker off. And so basically, like, we're going to have to fix it. And they were like, well, it's been playing for quite a while. Why is this just happening now? And they had, like, no explanation. It's unbelievable. Have you ever heard of anything like this? These are theater owners who are denying themselves a profit because they're so stupid and so woke. Well, we'll end the segment on this. Imagine a Christian a young girl, for let's say, for argument's sake, coming out as a Christian to her liberal parents. Here's what it would sound like, I think. So, Dad, what I need to tell you is that I... I think that I'm a Christian. Oh, honey, don't be silly. No, you're not. Confusion you're having, it doesn't mean you're a Christian. It probably just means you're trans. Yeah, it sounds like you're not binary anymore. You'll grow out of this. You just need to have the courage to be who you really are. Take your time and think about this for a while. I'll call your mother's surgeon and make you an appointment. No, Dad, I I know who I am. I'm a Christian. This is who I am. I, I'm certain of it. <gasps> Dead to me. <laughs> Look at what you're doing to your mother. I stand with Ukraine. That woman is making a major difference for the people in Ukraine. I am disowning you. What, disowning me? No, Dad. Me having faith doesn't mean that I don't love you anymore. And what happened to you being so tolerant? That's not how tolerance works. Good point, dear. Tolerance means you only accept people who agree with everything you think and do. I'm pretty sure that that's the opposite of tolerance. A Christian? You're not going to start praying, are you? Are you? Mom's right. Brett, prayers are only for the last minute of sporting events. Well, I did pray for both of you this morning. <laughs> Look at what you've done to her. Dad was born this way. 
I'm sorry. Nothing is going to change that. <sighs> I just really wanted you to fit into this family. You know, grow up, go to college, get a good indoctrination, maybe find a nice young man and get him pregnant, abort the baby, and then find some kind of nice job in rageful activism that pays nothing as you live off the social government that you helped usher in so you can be happy. I will be happy, Dad. Just not doing those things. Faith makes me happy. But look at your mother. She doesn't believe in God and she's the happiest person I know. Still our daughter. It's not like she doesn't believe in the climate crisis anymore. You don't believe in the climate crisis? But that's the religion we raised you in. You don't think the globe is warming? <laughs> that's how it is. That's comedy, but it's it's not much of an exaggeration. That's how these people think. And that's what they'll try to do to you if you think differently. It's incredible. Kevin's uh, with us. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? Oh, Kevin, I'm doing good today. And let me be clear about that. I'm serious. I'm doing good today. Because, you know, you mean it seriously. I mean it seriously, like, like my dad used to say. <laughs> uh, Kevin, man... Like Cleo would say, good thing I didn't eat my breakfast yet this morning. Um, These people are unbelievable. Just turns your stomach. You know, it goes back to the to the playbook um, that they have. Goes back to the Ob the Obama years. It's division and chaos. It's constant division and chaos. That's what they have to keep going. The minute they don't have division and chaos, they know they lose. That's why they don't like the song from Jason Aldean because they know, you know, they they have no control uh, if that happens and. I like what Aldine said, you know, and you come to our small town, we ain't going to put up with it, you know, and you know, keep tearing apart your big cities. Go ahead, you know, but um, sad to say, if they try to come to small towns, there will be pushback. And sad to say, that's what could start that civil conflict that everybody's worried about. There's nothing sad about it, and there's nothing I'm worried about. Let's bring it on. Let's do it. I wish they would try it in a small town, and maybe that'll be the spark that ignites this republic to stand up and defend itself against all enemies outside or within. Mm -hmm. And the way they are on that side is it's all the elites and then the have-nots. I mean, that's all it is. We're going to do whatever we want, and they look down at you. Um, it just it just drives you crazy. Again, I don't care how anybody wants to live their life. Live it any way you want. But when you start telling me that I have to change how I live my life to fit in your agenda, no, no, wrong. We're not telling them they they can't be gay. We're not telling them they can't do what they do. Go ahead and do it all you want. You just don't have to bring it upon me. And that's that's the issue. One thing, Kevin, too, that popped in my head when you were talking about um, Kennedy earlier. Here's what pops in my head. The reason they don't like Kennedy is this. He is a Democratic Donald Trump. He's coming in and upsetting their apple cart, and they ain't happy about it. There's no question about that. Um, and and, and he's, he is a relative outsider because he hasn't been involved in politics in a long time. And his family really hasn't been either. I guess one of the sons of Ted Kennedy was in Congress for a while. I don't know if he still is. But the the RFK family is, isn't really involved much. I think one of the kids was a state legislator in Maryland or something. But he devoted his life mostly to his law practice, environmental well, issues. 
he's truly an, an a true Democrat, in my opinion, running for office because all the other people on that side that are in office now are not Democrats. They're progressive socialists. He is a true Democrat trying to run. And if you think about it, back in the 60s, who, who who ran and won the presidency? A relative of his with the same last name. And they didn't, I, I don't think they liked him either back then. And what happened, you know? So I just think he's an old school Democrat running. And the only thing he didn't do was come down an escalator. I think it's fascinating that his wife and her parties that she heard the invited list, all these Hollywood liberals like Rob Reiner, who they're, pictures of with, with at the parties, none of them have come out in support of RFK Jr. So mm-hmm. that's where the friendship begins and ends, Mr. Kennedy, and I hope now you understand what liberals, modern-day liberalism is all about. It's a mental disorder. And he's being smart going on the conservative networks because he's trying to win over voters from that side. That's actually a smart move if you think about it. Well, of course it is. Donald Trump appears on CNN, does a town hall there. That's how yeah. you win crossover voters. You, yeah. you you go everywhere. You're not afraid to go anywhere. But those people are dug in. And how, how about Tarlov? If Robert Kennedy goes on conservative media, that gives us the right to censor him. These people are insane, man. Yeah. They're insane. Yeah. Yeah, All right, i got to take a break, Kevin. I appreciate the call, though. Hey, one last thing. Hakeem Jeffries has got it wrong. It's not a Republican hearing. It was a government hearing do you ever notice when they have hearings it's j6 it's this that whatever but when republicans have control it's a republican hearing exactly that gets under my skin too it's all about massaging your mind thanks for the call have a great weekend you have a blessed day sir take care all right thank you yes sir it's time for that big energy boost of monster energy drink folks that's why all the greatest skiers and skaters and boarders and bikers and rockers and racers and gamers and girls love Monster Energy Drink. They center it around events, whether it's bringing your favorite band to your hometown, athletic events. They have the coolest events they can think of, and they turn them into a reality. They throw parties. Monster Energy Drink, the relentless pursuit of victory. Just unleash the beast. That's Monster Energy Drink. All right, we'll take a break, and then we'll come Right back with more and take more of your calls after this. Sucker punch somebody on the sidewalk, carjacking old lady at a red light. Take it. 
farmers are dropping their own crops for the day. A friend is in need, and they've come to help. It's what this community and a lot of our community stand for. Somebody needs some help, you'll get it. Welcome you back in. This is a Friday morning. Kevin Slayton with you in the Monster Energy Drink Window World, STL-Cars.com, King's Court. We're glad you're on with us this morning. Our phone lines are open, 636-348-4460. 636-348-4460 if you want to weigh in on any of the topics of the day uh, that we've discussed. There have been quite a few of them. That bombshell FBI memo is something else. That's going to be the undoing of the Biden crime syndicate, I believe, because it's just it's just too factual and it's too much in your face, and they're doomed on it. Hey, our good friends at Window World want you to know all you have to do is call them, 314-993-1800. Free in-home estimate. Free in-home estimate awaits you, 314-993-1800. And what are you going to be getting? They're going to prove to you how they're simply the best for less. It's not a slogan with them. It's the way they do business, and I can testify to that. I have Window World windows. I have the preferred window of the Blues. I have the official window of the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. I have that window because that's Window World. And when they came out to my house, they proved it to me very simply. They reminded me that they give a lifetime warranty, a lifetime warranty that covers all parts, glass breakage, and labor. They use double-strength glass. Not many people do, by the way. That's part of their offer. They don't upsell you. That's not extra. They offer 18 months, same as cash financing with approved credit, and your utilities will go down. My utilities went down. As soon as I got Window World windows, my utilities went down. That's a byproduct of using their windows. The air conditioner doesn't run 24-7. Neither does the furnace. So guess what happens? I don't have to replace them either. 314-993-1800. 314-993-1800. That's Window World, and you'll be happy that you called them. It's amazing. I had a friend of mine text me about the song we just played. Try that in a small town. And he said, pre-Obama, that song represented Americana. Today they've destroyed the foundation of our country's true beliefs that Americana is no longer recognizable. That's so true. Bingo. Completely spot on. Wow. Think about that. Think about that. Pre-Obama, that was Americana. That's right. That song would have been cheered. And keep this in mind, it was released in May. Why is it all of a sudden striking their liberal psychotic nerves now? Because they're nuts, and they've run out of things to bitch about, and O'Biden's world is collapsing, the walls are closing in, the evidence is piling up, and they've got to have something to distract us. Oh, never mind that FBI memo. 
that details the corruption and the bribery schemes the Bidens were up to. Never mind that. Here's a racist country singer over here. He knows there was a lynching at that courthouse a hundred years ago. By the way, let's just say that he does know it. Who cares? It has nothing to do with a song today. That courthouse served as the background, the backdrop for the Hannah Montana movie and a Paramount Christmas movie. Do you know who owns CMT and MTV? The two music channels who've now dropped Jason Aldean's movie? Paramount. Paramount filmed the movie in front of that courthouse. A Christmas movie. These hypocritical bastards are too much to take. I mean, they really are. F them. Folks, that's going to wrap us up for the week here in the Monster Energy Drink, Window World, STL-Cars.com, Kings Court. We hope you've enjoyed the shows. We're back fighting the good fight for you again Monday morning. Our sports show is going to take a day off today and Monday. We'll be back in the sports show at noon on Tuesday. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody.